Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Uh, okay, does anybody, anybody know what day it is? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I gotta check the calendar. Okay, everything's running together. You know, it's, it, what, week number, I don't even know, how many weeks have I been in quarantine? You know, I... Or social distancing and teleworking. I, I've lost. I just know this that you know I have to you know come in do my morning show. I mean, there's benefits of teleworking. Okay, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's nice coming in and doing my radio show without pants for four straight weeks. It's been kind of nice. Um, but you know, you have to log into this uh, virtual network and do screen sharing, and I pre-record all my radio bits, produce it. Boy, I want to put my little bits in, save it, send it over on a file sharing. Then I get into the screen sharing, and then I have to drag the bit onto the screen over at the studio. And, you know, it's depending on how much net traffic there is. There's all kinds of lag time. And as one coworker put it, it's a jumpy mess. And so when I'm usually done, I'm staggering back up the steps from my man cave back up into the house because, you know, you know, when you do like if, if I'm trying to do a radio show over the Internet, I'm using headphones, you know, and there's like a one, two, three second or more delay. It messes with my equilibrium, you know, my audio equal. Well, this stuff with this virtual screens and stuff is messing with my visual equilibrium. So I'm staggering up the steps because I'm still trying to like, OK, wow. But needless to say, though, I've I've survived. And, uh, you know, I've also noticed that I've got a partner with me when I'm doing my morning show here in the man cave. I looked over this one day this week, and there's a lovely little spider who's constructing his abode right next to me here at my desk. But I hate to break the news to him, but I'm going to help him do a little remodeling um, <clears throat> whenever I bring down the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> He doesn't know that yet, but in any case, it's for his own good. I'm sure that a lot of people listening, especially a lot of my family who may be listening, clicked the off button on their podcast player at the moment they heard me mention the word spider. So, but at any rate, Uh, but needless to say, oh, I've got a lovely collection of genuine stupidity that's been happening in my world over the last week. And uh, well, this one, I'm just going to start it off with a bang because... (laughs) I can promise you, I've never seen anything like this before. And it comes to us from Rare.us, okay? Involving a 41-year-old named Dominica, or is it Dominica? Dominica. Dominica Deering. She lives in Beachwood, well, she's in Beachwood, Ohio. She got herself arrested for shoplifting at Walmart for two straight days in a row, okay? Uh, But that's not the real story. Um, the real story is her, let's just say, unique and profoundly messy reaction to that arrest. According to Rare.us, Deering was spotted shoplifting at this Walmart 
but was able to make it out of the store without being caught. But the store security and the police were given a photo, so when she came back the next day, greedy for more free stuff, they were ready. She was taken into custody by the Walmart loss prevention officers and taken to the back office. It was determined she had stolen over 230 bucks worth of items. But then things got weird. Deering began screaming at an unidentif- in some unidentified language and said her name was Tamika Brown and that she was from Pennsylvania. Then, according to the Walmart loss prevention officer watching her, Deering raised her dress up to her midsection and began projectile defecating all over the office while screaming she had coronavirus and needed treatment. Of course, the obvious reaction from the Walmart loss prevention officer was to retreat into the corner to avoid being hit by the flying poop and called for backup. Officers arrived and cuffed Deering, who pooped again at the store's entrance. Ultimately, she pled guilty to two counts of violating the county's stay-at-home order, which specifies any person coming into the county from out of town must be quarantined for 14 days so as to not to spread the coronavirus. She also got two counts of larceny added to it, too, or larceny. All charges, of course, are misdemeanors, but she spent four days in the county detention center, otherwise uh, not sentenced to jail time. Then they gave her a 45-day suspended sentence and 12 months of unsupervised probation, which is, to me, is kind of an oxymoron. But I like the thoughts that were added by the folks at Rare.us. First, what, what a war story that Walmart loss prevention officers who was diving behind desks to avoid being splashed with diarrhea now has. Wow, can't be topped, I can promise you that. I mean, do these people have conventions? If so, he's going to definitely be the star of the happy hour at the Ramadi Inn Bar. I know that. It's the type of thing that a Walmart security guard could tell you about that would leave you both stunned and unsurprised pretty much at the same time. And the second thing is, whoever's cleaning up that mess should have a statue placed of themselves outside the store. (laughs) You can't kick it off better than that. Maybe this woman needs this. There's a new app that you can put on your phone that may or may not improve your life. I mean, it can be hard to get any alone time right now. You know what I'm saying? I spend a lot of time in the bathroom since I'm quarantined, sheltered at home. (sighs) You know, those sweet, sweet moments when you're sitting in the half bath on the can. And now that can help you make the most of that time when you're alone on the toilet. It's called Clementine. And it's filled with meditation sessions that last about 5 minutes and 18 seconds or, well, just about enough time for you to do your business. Now, how they arrived at 5 minutes and 18 seconds, I'm not going to try to go there. The app uses a form of hypnosis to quickly engage your brain that you get into a meditative to help you de-stress all before you need to Wipe and flush. Oh, 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 I can feel the the vibe. If you're interested, you can download the app for your iPhone. It costs 50 cents a month. You pay 50 cents a month to help yourself meditate on the crapper. You think it's worth it? (laughs) Spending five weeks cooped up in your house? Some just might think it's a bargain. Well, here's couple of folks got cooped up, and, well, let's just say that it got a little out of hand. 
I guess the threesome is is only as as its weakest participant. But there's this 47-year-old guy named Michael Charles in Duncan, South Carolina. He lives with a 47-year-old woman named Michelle Fleming. They describe their relationship as roommates with benefits. Well, they invited a 40-year-old named Brian Alden over to hang out and to, quote, fulfill a sexual fantasy by having a threesome with them. See, this uh, shelter at home is starting to get to people. But according to the police, things went a little bad when Brian had a, quote, inability to perform. He and Michael got into an argument, wound up getting into a big down drag out, which spilled into the backyard. And then Michael hit Brian in the back of the head with a bone and Brian needed 12 stitches. I mean, come on, man. He needs that blood flow elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, even though Brian took the stone to the head, the cops determined he started the fight. So he was hit with several charges like a battery and trespassing. I mean, I do feel bad for the poor woman in the scuffle. I mean, she had to witness a bloody fight when all she wanted to see was some sword crossing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. These are not the, these are not the Gamecocks most South Carolinians are using to do battle, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, well, I hope they can at least agree to shake hands and go back to normal. But when this panic is over, are we ever going to be able to go back to shaking hands? Nobody's shaking hands now. Of course, I don't know if it's ever going to happen again. There was a new survey that asked people if they plan to go back to shaking hands once the pandemic is over. And almost a third of them said, nah, I think my days of shaking hands are done. 43% of people, though, will go back to shaking hands, yours truly included. 30% will not. 26% haven't made up their mind. Men are more likely than women to go back to shaking hands at a rate of 51 to 35%. For me, come over here and give me a hug. If I have to give up shaking hands, I'm going to hug you, baby. Hug you tight. Anyway, some people don't want to be hugged. Some people just want to stay away from you, including your exes. And apparently, April the 14th was a holiday called National Ex-Spouse Day, which might have a lot of people celebrating this year based upon all the divorces we're expecting once this quarantine is over. Anyway, under the holiday, a new survey asked people to name the most annoying thing about their ex. Well, they've got it down to the top five, being number five, hated doing chores. 9% said that. 10% at number four said financially irresponsible. 12% 12% number three said, being a control freak. Well, yeah. 14% at number two said it was the snoring that annoyed the most. And 17% at number one said the thing that annoyed them the most about their ex was selective hearing. I've definitely been accused of that a few times. Men and women did have different number one answers. By the way, men were most annoyed by control freaks. I can ad- identify. And of course, you guessed it, women were most annoyed by the selective hearing. <clears throat> now, of course, this all was compiled by uh, researchers at the University of Duh. Well, and of course, one of the most annoying things, I'm sure, for a lot of people, which they're probably doing right now, is spring cleaning. We're getting our spring cleaning done a little early. And it's lasting a little longer. However, the average spring clean, of course, does you know, take a big chunk of time. But what else do you have to do? Well, what else are you going to... A new survey found that spring cleaning takes an average of five hours. But 20% of us need a full eight-hour day just to do it right. What my wife tells me. 
the average American, okay, will spend 57 days of their life cleaning. Triple that for my wife. That's about 26 minutes a week for most people, though. But apparently it doesn't include things like dishes or tidying up. The top 10 spring cleaning tasks, though, that we have most, starting at number 10, is deep cleaning the tub. Just a few more than, well, a few more that, that just missed the top 10 also were cleaning kitchen cabinets, deep cleaning the bedroom, and flipping the mattress, which I really don't care for myself. But yeah, for me, cleaning the tub, you know what I do? I've got a soaker tub. I like baths. I don't care hours. So... You know what I do? You know, once a week I get ready to get out. I keep the bath in the tub. Then I, and we're going to wash the washcloths anyway. Just take the washcloth and give it a good down right there with all the bath water still in the tub, you know? Then I, you know, wipe down count the, 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 the edges of the soaker tub and everything like this, you know? I mean, that's, uh, and, and uh, you know, it's a necessary evil. Number, number nine, most hated spring cleaning tasks, cleaning light fixtures and furniture. Number eight was dusting mirrors. I don't know why they... Um, oh, let's check this out. Then vacuuming the entire place, including the hard-to-reach spots. That was number seven. So we have the vacuuming, dusting mirrors, and cleaning light fixtures and furniture all split up in categories there, seven, eight, and nine. Number six was cleaning the refrigerator. I don't like that either, especially the experiments in the back part of the, of the refrigerator that are still growing. Cleaning the oven was number five, although we give that job to my mother-in-law. Her job, since she's now living with us, is she cleans the oven. Of course, the punchline to that is all she has to do is push a button. That's all she had to do. Number four was washing the baseboards of the walls. Well, I hate to tell you this, but I don't know if we've even ever done that in the 15 years we've been at our house. Um, number three was dusting shelves. Yeah. Number two, dusting the blinds and windows, probably because of the allergies. Frankly, I just want to leave the county when they do that. Number one, most detested tasks of spring cleaning was washing the windows. Inside and outside, and especially if you need a ladder, which we do. I would rather have my teeth pulled. Anyway, another thing that's happening that's really never before happened before, thanks to our big coronavirus isolation, is a new way to be dumped. That's right. And then on the scale of the worst ways to get dumped, I think this probably has right up there at the top. There's this new dating term that's going around describing breakup method that's happened during the pandemic. It's called zumped. That's when someone dumps you over Zoom. One woman who dumped recently over Zoom said that to make things even worse, quote, the Internet connect wasn't all that great. So we kept getting freezing screens. <laughs> yeah, apparently the screens weren't the only thing freezing. I think the relationship was, too. Well, this was not a freezing relationship. In fact, this one was a little bit too hot to hang. Imagine watching Beauty East and getting all turned on when the objects start to sing, Be our guest, be our guest. Okay. There's a woman in England. She lives in Leeds. Her name is Amanda Liberty. And Amanda in her 30s. But, well, she's been in a long-term relationship, you see, with someone much A 92-year-old German chandelier that's right apparently she's sexually attracted to chandelier and this one in particular and i'm not talking about the kind that hang from most men well she recently got upset after the british tabloid of the sun included her in an article that mocked her relationship with the chandelier and well implied she was well get 
crazy. She was also rather upset that she, she was married to the chandelier, which she says, we're not married, we're just engaged. Please, the story straight. Fake news, fake news. So she went to the group that regulates the press and argued her attraction should be considered a protected sexual orientation. But the group ruled against her, and they found that their code only, quote, provides protective or protection to individuals in relation to their sexual orientation towards other persons, not objects. I guess the woman named she was objectum sexual. That's what she used, which I think is a term for crazy. <laughs> the judge in this whole thing shut it down as well. As you can imagine, her love life now is in a really dark place. Okay, she's vowing to appeal, too, and she's advising the Shander to just hang in there. Okay, which, of course, is probably easy because, you know, he, she really turns him on. Okay, I'll show myself out on that one, okay? I think much about that woman. But what is one random stat, though, you wish you knew about yourself? Now, I would, I've been doing a lot of extra reading on Reddit since I have a little extra time, and somebody on Reddit was asking people to name some random stats that they say they wish they knew about themselves, but never will. Here's what some of them that I saw that I like. Okay. Random stats that you wish you knew about yourself. Potential dates. How many people have had a crush on you and you never knew it? I kind of, I've often wondered that, especially the time that my mother just had just moved to Pennsylvania, had been living in Pennsylvania for maybe a couple of years and called my parents at home from time to time. And my mother told me about this girl, Shannon too, who basically he, she and I were more or less classmates through school, starting in first grade. And uh, I went, went to the same school all my life, and I've known this girl all my life, and I didn't think she cared anything for me. She went on to be a cheerleader, and, well, you know, she and all her other little cheerleader girlfriends make mocking and, you know, demeaning comments about me and all this kind of thing. It was in high school, right? So I didn't really care for her. Until my mother says, oh, we ran into Pat the other day at the store, and she was asking about how you were doing. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I'm like, so what? And my mother then says, yeah, she says she told me that back when she was in high school, she had a crush on you. And I'm like, well, now you tell me. <laughs> now, that would definitely be number one for me. Potential dates. Another random that you wish you knew about yourself? Photobombs. Think about this. You know, we just got back from a recent Disney World before the coronavirus pandemic set in. How many times have you in the background of that random person's photo? If you ever worked nearest a trap, that might be an awful lot. Here's another one. What percentage of your life have you forgotten? Hmm. Including your early childhood. Memories that didn't stick. You know, I'm just wondering that myself. I remember a lot of stuff. That my sister sometimes tells me, how do you remember all this? But I'm sure there's some things I've forgotten. Of course, for those that apply, it may be all times you got blacked out drunk, too. But that's different. Another thing that you wish you knew about yourself, how often other people think about you. Like... How many times a day total? Yeah, that has crossed my mind. Having themselves. Some people really want to know that. Others would probably get a little grossed out. How many times have you met someone without realizing you'd already met? Like maybe, what, 20 years ago you passed your future spouse on the street, you know. That's, that's an interesting thing to think about, too. Another random stat you wish you knew. How about this? Death stats. People do this all the time on social media. When will you die? Or how will you die? Yeah, that's another thing we wish we knew about ourselves. How many times have we almost died and didn't know it? Or how many murderers have we met and didn't know it? 
And I like this one. Another thing that we wish we knew about ourselves is gift-giving success. The number of times people either liked or hated your gifts and the stuff that you gave now has been re-gifted. And finally, your impact on people. How many, t- how many lives have you influenced, positive or negative, and how many times your advice has actually helped someone? Yeah, that's something that's crossed my mind a couple of times, too, at least once or twice every decade, you know. Well, this is something that's crossing people's minds a lot now that we're being all cooped up together in this pandemic and isolation. And I guess if you're home all day, there's probably no better way to pass time than to look at a bunch of naked pictures. According to this new study, sexting is like off the charts right now. And you can see the evidence on Twitter. In fact, last month, there were tweets that were saying coronavirus that also had the word nudes or D-pics. It's up 384%, folks. And the tweets using the eggplant or the beach emoji is up 46%. Yeah, Dr. Helen Fitch, who's a science advisor for Match.com, says there's a connection between self-isolation and getting all sexually charged up. You see, she says, quote, quarantine adds, which triggers the fight-or-flight response. And this elevates testosterone in both men and women, which then triggers production of um, natural stimulants which produce sexual arousal. Again, she's work for the University of Duh! Well, I envy anybody that would probably say this in regards to something similar to this. There was a new survey out that said 51% of the men and 33% of the women said they, they say that sex in porn is an accurate look at what sex is in real life. Apparently, folks spend a lot more time nowadays looking at porn, but they have nothing else better to do. The survey also found that people, when they do watch, pip over all the dialogue and get right to the action. And word, skip the dialogue and the foreplay and jump right into the people's doing it. The survey also found that some folks watch porn an average of nine times per month. Which to show you that people really don't have a life right now. But you will have a life when you get that stimulus check. Yes, sirree. And I've already heard people getting theirs. In fact, I saw one picture on on Facebook of a guy in a scooter going down a four-lane highway trying to steer the scooter while still holding a big-screen television. Yep, stimulus check here to stay. Would you be getting it this, I wonder? I don't know. If you're expecting one, try to end it wisely and avoid doing anything like you're going to find on this list. The top things that you probably should not do with your stimulus check. Give it to your wife and kids. They're just going to sit on nonsense like food and water. Another thing, don't don't use your check to spend on Dr. Anthony Fauci having a job much longer. Another thing you should not do with your stimulus check, purchase anything Tiger-related. Trust me, folks, it's not going to last. Or leave it next to anything that'll catch fire, like the stove crack pipe. Or order a $20 worth of pizza and then leave an $1,100.80 tip. Yeah, just don't do that. Something else you should do with your stimulus check, add add a a tail fin to your Sentra, because it's a tail fin and you drive a Sentra, that's why. Or buy that build-on ventilator kit you found online. Something else you shouldn't do with your $1,200 check is hire Carrot Top to perform at your Zoom birthday party. Bad idea. Or wipe your butt with it just because Trump's signature's on it, for those of you that don't like Trump. Definitely something not to do with the stimulus check is plan a vacation to Wuhan. Or blow it all on one week, one weed delivery service, and you know, some maybe would just evenly split it between two. Don't do that either. 
or buy $12 in AMC stock. Yeah, not a bad, not, not, not a good investment with a stimulus check either. Or one other thing you shouldn't do with your stimulus check is to purchase Kellyanne Conway's DVD box set of The Magnificent 1 through 6. Or the gas station and fill all your Tupperware with regular unleaded gas while still cheap. You'll thank me later, okay, really? Well, apparently someone found a hit-and-run suspect conveniently tied to a telephone pole at the scene of this crime. Did you see this story? Happened in Calaveras County, California. For some reason, does that, to me, seem like... Isn't is the, the, the cowboy of Calaveras County? Or I've heard that somewhere before. But how this all happened. Deputies from Calaveras County, California, say a man who allegedly struck a person with his car and drove away was found hours later with a telephone pole at the scene of the crime. The incident took place in Valley Springs, where officers said 29-year-old Thomas Bechtold was arguing with 47-year-old James Leslie, at an intersection, when Bechtold really got into his vehicle and hit Leslie, knocking him unconscious. Bechtold then to the scene, but three hours later, authorities got a call saying the suspect had been dropped off at the same intersection, and they found Bechtold battered, his hands tied behind his back, and tethered to a telephone pole. <laughs> he was then promptly arrested, including attempted murder. Now, I would say if this were the standard punishment for a hit and run, I would be willing to bet there'd be a lot less hitting running. You see, kind of sounds like a movie Quentin Tarantino would you know. But this one's got a lot of attention from late talk show hosts and all kinds of stuff. And you got to love it because it comes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Something I would expect to come from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where a 93-year-old woman whose plea to neighbors for more beer went viral on social media is getting a got her request fulfilled by, you guessed it, Gers. That's right. Olive Veronese. She lives in Seminole, PA. Pittsburgh suburb went viral when KDA TV shared a photo on Facebook of her standing with a bottle of light and holding up a sign in her window that says, I need more beer. Veronese said several people have since reached out to her offering beer. Coors Light in a Twitter post, Veronese would soon be receiving some beer directly from the company. Olive asked, and beer is on its way. Of course, if Olive wasn't an alk before, I'm pretty sure she'll be one pretty soon. I mean, good grief. What are the odds? Coors' response would inspire everybody in the United States of America to do the same thing. I have no idea. I can't imagine. But anyway, what would inspire this woman to do this is anyone's guess, though. A woman was recently arrested after allegedly arriving at the Louis Armstrong International Airport in New Orleans, buck naked. That's right. Local reports said a 27-year-old Marielle Vergara walked into the airport naked as a jaybird and approached the spirit and counter. You can make up your own joke on that one. She refused to leave and police were called and so... Police said by the time they got there, she had put on a dress, but the deputy said on the scene that she was not wearing underwear and the dress, well, didn't really do her justice. She was charged with obscenity and resisting an officer and, well, a lot of other things. Even though she was still naked, I guess she still had to go through the metal detector eight times. You know what I'm saying? I guess, well, yeah. anyway, there, there was a line of 27 TSI guys I don't need to pat her down. Uh, look, we're all used to seeing nuts come into the airport, and we're used to seeing people come into the airport with luggage. 
Not every day, though, you see coming into an airport with an exposed box, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's definitely a bizarre story. The only thing that's not surprising is that she had that flight scared Spirit Airlines. You know, it's, I totally understand, though, why she was naked. I mean, Spirit Airlines probably charge you for every item of clothing that you're wearing, you know? Of course, it happened where else but in Florida. Or, I'm sorry, in New Orleans. But uh, there's plenty of things that happen in Florida, which I'll elaborate on later on. I think what we've all been kind of amazed about is the WWE, which has been deemed an essential service in Florida, allowing live shows to resume. Governor there signed this order that employs at professional sports and media productions with a national audience. He says, we believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. We're producing content on a closed set with essential personnel in attendance, following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. My question is, how do you do professional wrestling standing six feet away from each other? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Of course, seriously, though, in the state of Florida, the WWE is considered to be a think tank. You know what I mean? Of course, I think the key phrase, especially here, is in the state of Florida. Well, this didn't happen in Florida, but... Florida's first cousin, Newsy, a 70-year-old man, got himself arrested not once, twice, in less than three hours, when he violated the state's emergency orders during the coronavirus pandemic. Stephen Breza, who lives in Tom's River, New Jersey, entered two separate Wawa stores without wearing a mask and threatened to hit people with a pipe. And he also was screaming at the responding officers and resisted arrest prior to being taken into custody. Now he's charged with two counts apiece of violating emergency orders and disorderly conduct and failed to submit to fingerprinting, among other things. I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, if you're from New Jersey, being arrested twice in three hours is really not that unusual, frankly. I mean, usually to see behavior that erratic, you have to go, as I said, to New Jersey's first cousin. Of course, if I was the Wawa manager, I would have taken the guy down with a deadly weapon of my own. And I'm referring to that hot liquid nacho cheese sauce. You know, I really don't understand why people can't stay at home and try to have some fun. But then hit people with a pipe and grab your wife and girlfriend and lay some pipe. Come on, guy. You know, check it. Yeah, that's what most people are doing nowadays. Anyway, some parade their pipe around. Uh, especially in Maryland. There was a police in Maryland, everyone's been talking about, sharing a cryptic warning to one particular local resident in extreme northwest Maryland who apparently had this habit of checking their nail without wearing pants, all during this coronavirus lock. Happens in Tannytown, Maryland. The police department there posted a reminder on its face page that appears to be well, specifically aimed at this unnamed resident. The post serves as a reminder that despite the COVID-19 pandemic, such code rules do remain in effect. Please remember, it says, to put on pants before leaving the house to check your mailbox. You know who you are, and this is your final warning. Come on. You gotta wear pants now to get mail. This is government control. What kind of fascist society are we living in, for crying out? Or just skip the pants and just wear your face mask a little lower. Why don't you try that? <laughs> the lack of pants during this pandemic is just astounding. You know, when it's all said and done, Cronenberg's theme song should forever be Tom Petty's free balling. You know what I mean? I mean the, the, the animals are certainly coming out. I know that. And what I mean is when grabbing the soul mail, we're seeing a lot of snakes and beavers. You know, it's just getting out of hand. And, you know, some of these people 
are losing it also. I mean, it's the level of stress frustration is getting on up there. And of course, it's hit this 62-year-old Florida man who got himself accusing of threatening to shoot up a local public supermarket because not enough people were wearing their masks during the pandemic. The Highlands County Sheriff's Office says Bert Kovner of Sebring made an alleged threat in a Facebook post. He arrested and booked with making a written threat of a mass shooting, second-degree felony in Florida, according to the Sheriff's Office. We realize these are stressful times, but there is no excuse for making threats like this. Now, the Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook poke, it's not just a bad day, it's a crime. We will always take them seriously, and you will go to jail. Now, what the guy did, he came back home. He was early ticked off that not enough people were wearing masks when he went to Publix. And so he posted Facebook that if he gets the coronavirus, he's going to go back to that Publix and empty a clip. Yeah, that got him in jail. A felony, by the way. Yeah. Something you probably never hear about in Florida, right? Nut jobs, right? Yeah. In every state of the union, getting arrested is unusual. In Florida, it's kind of a passage, you know? Threatening to shoot up the grocery store is definitely awful. Although it wouldn't possibly do as much harm to our bodies as we're already doing with all of this eating. And you'd think Florida man with a gun is dangerous, right? Of course, this guy is nothing compared to ring dings and yodels, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, well, uh, hey, what? Coming up, I've saved the best for last. I've got a nice collect week's Genius Awards. I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving and the stupidity that is always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm always insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast or a question you might have, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment might even just be played and or talked about in a future podcast and if you are someone you know would actually like to join in on a podcast you're more than welcome to participate and if you have that anchor app on your phone you can do just that it's as simple as a phone call download the app at your favorite app store and add our podcast my podcast to your favorites you can also email me with comments and questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. That's insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.com. Of course, you should certainly subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you listen to it on Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. That's insane, E-R-I-K. L-A-N-E. And this week's Genius Awards, going to a lovely collection of folks. Like many quarantine 20-somethings, a Florida woman and her girlfriend were passing the day online when a verbal altercation over TikTok videos allegedly turned violent, leading to domestic battery arrest. According to the cops, 23-year-old Ashley Stoopy slapped her 24-year-old girlfriend with open hands during a scuffle in the victim's St. Petersburg, Florida apartment. Now, the victim, cops report, sustained minor scratches on arms and legs. Now, the women were fussing over TikTok videos when the debate escalated, according to the arrest affidavit. 
The police noted that there is a video portion of the incident between Stoopy and the victim. Stoopy was arrested on misdemeanor domestic battery charges and booked into the Pinellas County Jail. Now, cops said that Stoopy and the victim have been in an on-again, off-again relationship for three years. Now, I would have expected these two women to be fighting over expenses during this um, difficult time. I mean, being young, they're probably eating out even more than usual. I mean, I love the fact that the women who got arrested had the last name Stoopy. Of course, the only thing missing is the D, right? In more ways than one. I guess, Look, these are just jokes, folks. Just jokes. Please don't call the Twitter police on me, okay? Well, here's one. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, an argument over, and I'm not making this up, passing gas and a request for a courtesy flush after using a jail toilet led a Florida man to beat up his cellmate. The deputy said 53-year-old Guilford Joseph Absher was sharing a cell with a 65-year-old man and uh, when the man got upset for him passing gas. A few minutes later, around 7.30 in the morning, Absher used their shared toilet and afterwards the victim asked Absher to please provide a courtesy flush to help with the overwhelming stench. At that point, the deputy said Absher started kicking the victim who was on the bottom bunk. The man got up, but then Absher grabbed him by the throat and pitched him across the cell before the deputies came in and detained him. Now, the victim, who was in jail for violating his DUI and drug possession-related probation, suffered three broken ribs and a broken nose. Absher, though, he's facing battery-related charges in connection with the incident. Little jailhouse rock there, huh? Of course, I am sure glad I don't have to share a place with this guy. I mean, when you're around him, coronavirus isn't the only reason you're going to need an N95 respirator mask. You know what I'm saying? I do kind of feel bad, though, for the cellmate. I don't think he deserved to get the gas chamber, if you know what I'm saying. Or how about this story? Supermarket shopper was spotted appearing to wear underwear on her head as a makeshift coronavirus face mask. Jared Richter and his wife Jennifer had been food shopping at the supermarket in Coconut Crete, Florida, when they spotted the woman's quirky attempt at trying to stay safe while buying groceries. She uh, was getting out of her car, and this 44-year-old Jennifer froze and started cracking up and noticed the beige underwear stretched across the customer's head. And the woman could be seen packing away her shopping and returning her trolley, completely oblivious to the fact that this couple across was staring at her from across the car park. Now, Jared's video now has been viewed more than 35,000 times, attracting more than 380 reactions as social media users are laughing at another bizarre attempt at facing the face mask shortage. I've even seen one woman demonstrate on Facebook how to take a pair of panties and uh, make a face mask out of it. You know, that covers your whole head. Although when I tried to do it, the skid mark always ended up on my nose. The number of people wearing underwear on their heads nowadays is really staggering. It really is. I mean, they're worse than Bill Clinton during his college days. I mean, come on. One day, I'm going to write a book about all this craziness, though. I'm telling you. And needless to say, I think I'm going to make it a scratch and sniff. And then there's this story. A man brandishing a gun and threatened a person playing the Easter Bunny who was waving to motorists from an interstate overpass in Ohio. A 49-year-old man was arrested in Middleburn 
He was given a breath alcohol test at an Ohio State Highway Patrol post, but was taken to a medical facility where jail officials refused to book him because of the an elevated temperature, leading to concerns he might be infected with COVID-19. Guernsey County Sergeant Jason Best said the man could face charges of aggravated menacing and improper handling of a firearm in a vehicle. Deputies found the suspect and another man sitting inside a camouflage-painted pickup truck parked at the edge of a field shortly after receiving a phone call about the Easter Bunny threat. A 22 caliber handgun and an open 12-pack of beer were seized as evidence. Deputies said the man was slurring his words and smelling of alcohol. Yeah, drinking beer in Ohio and hunting the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Definitely sounds like Elmer J. Fudd's fallen on hard times during this pandemic. The only thing with more hops than the Easter Bunny, I think, would be this guy's 12-pack, frankly. Okay, one more. Okay, as U.S. COVIDians routinely ignore social distancing measures... One enterprising Utah mother has devised an unorthodox way to ensure that potential coronavirus spreaders stay away. And we're not talking about wearing underwear on your head. No, she's wearing a face mask, but it's a penis-covered face mask. I'm not making this up. I've seen the pictures. And now her phallic apparatuses are selling like hotcakes. It was never my intention to sell masks, said Mindy Vincent, as she was being interviewed by the Post newspaper. She credits her genius son for devising the idea to sell them as a way to raise money for the nonprofit that she runs called the Utah Harm Reduction Coalition in Midvale, Utah. And it appears Project Penis Mask is paying dividends. Definitely. The um, C-blocking covers out sold out within an hour. That's right. Um, adding that she's now working on another set of masks with the remaining batch of locally sourced fabric. Uh, Vincent isn't the first to unveil this unusual COVID-19 fighting accessories. A Dutch hairdresser went viral for donning a coronavirus-proof umbrella she, uh, shield, while the Post has completely or compiled a handy do-it-yourself guide to MacGyvering a face mask out of a jockstrap. Now, in the post that this woman put on, she's wearing this penis-covered face mask, and she says in the post that this should easily keep people six feet away from her when they see what she's wearing. I think everyone has seen enough penis-covered faces, not because of this lady's face mask, but rather because Pornhub Premium is free during the lockdown, if you know what I'm saying. you know. Finally, though, we now have a face mask we can provide to Stormy Daniels. This is why... I just decide to stay in the house and don't go out at all. I don't want to wear a mask. In fact, I don't want to see anybody's mask. I've seen offers that now, since I'm Scottish and of Scottish ancestry, you can now get masks in your Scottish clan's plaid. Why would I want that? Frankly, the best one I saw was a guy who used a miniature kilt complete with the belt and everything, tied around his nose, and that's his. I'd like, that's my favorite one so far. So that way you can lift the kilt and see what's under that. Well, never mind. So, look, it's not getting any less stupid. In fact, I think this whole pandemic is uh, helping to gin up even more stupidity. And I'm sure that I'll have plenty to talk about in the next podcast. So, Good luck 
in surviving your stupid world. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.